Welcome to the seventh episode of the Process Effect podcast. I am so happy you are here. Can I ask just one question? Why do we want everything to be easy, simple, instant, cheap, fun, Instagrammably beautiful? Why? But we do, or we must, right? Because look at everything available to us that is marketed or described in those ways. The easy way to plan lessons, the simple way to understand algebra, grammar, now. Okay, that one's a joke. Free $1,000 resources, fun with physics, and yes, that one actually can happen. Make anything beautiful. <sighs> Why? What in your life that has value, that you personally value, came easily? came at no monetary or calendar or personal sacrifice cost. We learned difficult things. It took time, and both the learning process and the aftermath transformed us, keeps transforming us. We're fit. It took and takes time. It was and is not easy, but both the activity and the aftermath transformed us keeps transforming us. We achieve personal goals, small and not small, for ourselves, our families, our communities. We see something that needs to change, and we make a plan, work the plan, and boom, a change slowly forms and emerges. It takes time and sweat and energy and investment and hope and usually loss of ego. It's not easy but both the activity and the aftermath transform us. We know these things. We know that instant, easy fixes leave an aftertaste, something not quite right, like those, you know, those packets of blueberry muffin mix? Not the boxed kind, those other, like, little shiny bad kinds. They yield, like, little golden tender pastries that smell great but taste like chemicals. It only takes 10 minutes longer to make the real thing. So why don't we do it? Are we too overcommitted to truly commit to the items on our list one thing at a time and invest quality time in each of those things? Do we take on too much because we can rationalize most of our yeses with quick fixes, instant solutions, outsourcing, and chemical lab blueberries? <laughs> Let me tell you a story. I know this mom who, like the rest of us, only wanted the best for her family and kids. And you know how it goes. We're full of hope and great intentions, and those two things can blind us to the nuances of practical lived experience. Just a sidebar here. The future of any idea is the way we can live and implement it. Right? That's the way to unstick ideas from the moment at which we first thought them. End of side note. So this mom wants to feed only healthy food to her family, do only healthy things, read only wholesome materials, get through complete lesson plans every day. She bought meal plan subscriptions online signed the kids up for a range of lessons and physical activities, purchased and downloaded and printed and ordered 15 tons of curricula and lesson plans. But then we get to 
enacting the idea, right? Who shops for and prepares the food while driving to all the lessons, while coordinating curriculum, much less teaching it, all while the children are still right there doing their I am a child thing. She had great intentions. She tried to enact them all at the same time. She had a great mix of things she could do and things she could outsource, but the practical lived experience of implementing everything all at once was too much. She needed help and fast, but she needed help in the form of prioritization and process and timeline. I've been that mom, right? I'll confess. Maybe you have too. Maybe you're that mom right now. So let's get our PPT together. I mean, what is PPT? Prioritize process timeline. Here's how. Pull out your specific list. We talked about a mom who had meal planning and um, healthy activity planning and curriculum planning and life planning all together, 57,000 things on the list. Pull out the list, all the things you must do all the things you have said yes to, all the things you want, all the things you want to achieve, that you want to help your family, your learners, your community achieve. List those things in a new way. So back away from your calendar, back away from all of the intricate plans that you have made that are not particularly actionable. Right now, they are lists of desires. We want to turn them into actionable units. Which of these things do you know how to do 100%? Like, I can bake bread, teach arithmetic, identify bird calls, make someone feel better about themselves, write encouraging notes. All the things, all the things you know how to do 100%. Then, which items on the list do you need help to perform? You send receipts to the accountant, you go to the downtown baker for bagels or birthday cakes, you pay a dance teacher to teach your child to dance. All of those things on the list that require intervention outsourcing someone else to help you. And this is not the quick fix, fast help. This is the slow, the amount of time that it actually takes intervention and outsourcing and help. Finally, the third part of the list. Which items on the list are very hope-based? <laughs> Which items on the list need an instant fix, preferably, or a miracle cure if one is available? You want or need to do them but have no idea how to manage it. So procrastination happens and explanations are invented and guilt starts to seep in. For each of those items, who or what can get it done? We already know that who is probably not you, right? But you need to identify, even in a miracle, perfect world situation, you need to identify who or what could help you get that task done. Be specific. Who or what will make it happen? If you have to learn a new skill or make new friends as part of the solution, be specific about that as well. What will it cost in terms of time, labor, outsourcing? And how much time will we save by solving these problems? And how much peace of mind will we gain when we at least have a concrete plan for solving 
these problems? How much grief and ongoing negative self-talk will we save ourselves? These three groups of items on your schedule or to-do list become much more manageable once you make them actionable by claiming them as part of your expertise, by claiming them as part of your support network, or by claiming them as part of a solution set. Instead of having a part of the list that you know has to get done, but about which you think, oh, I have no idea how to get that done. I just know that it needs to happen. By clearing that away, by identifying, making it real, foregrounding it, bringing it to your attention, you will solve so many problems and you will free up so much mental space for doing the things you have to do well and for doing other things that you don't even have on your list yet. I will make a downloadable version of this chart available on blogs show notes at theprocesseffect.com and I hope you will share what happens as you put these ideas to use in your own lives in your own ways because that's how life is lived one moment one breath one intention one action at a time We take our yeses and make them actionable. We take our yeses and remove the mystery. That way we can get on to the next moment and to the rest of our lives. Wow, <laughs> I thought I needed a yes button or what is it? Easy button or a fast button, an instant button, miracle wand, whatever it is. I thought that's what we would talk about, but of course, it all boils down to process. We ended up talking about process, didn't we? Of course we did. Well, look at how well you are doing. You are still here. I know some days are wonderful, while others can be discouraging. I know sometimes it can seem overwhelming. But you can do this. You are the right person for this job at this moment. And somewhere, someone believes in you. I know I do. Just keep going. And thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Process Effect. We will see you again online and next week.